0: Hey, inclined listeners, looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. Buddy, I am your host Kevin Klein. You can follow me on Twitter at klein 25 You are listening to The Incline recorded the night of November 7th. It's approximately 915 Pacific Standard Time. Hope you all are doing well. We had an awesome podcast yesterday with David Rosenthal and Ian Nielsen. We talked Dodgers. Today we're going to talk some different sports. We got LA Lakers, basketball, Los Angeles Rams. How about the Lakers? Number 1 team in the Western Conference right now. 6 and 1. Like I said, at the top, the Lakers are rolling right now. This team on a 6 game winning streak. We haven't seen anything like that since 2010-11. It's been a long, it's been a long time. The Lakers. Few stats that really stand out to me. Blocks per game, 8.4, leads the NBA. I mean, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, what do you expect? The next closest team is the Milwaukee Bucks at 6.6. So the Lakers literally a block and a half better game right now. Steals per game. Lakers. Fifth place right now. Nine steals a game. So the defense is definitely there for Los Angeles. Other than that, you know, the Lakers coming off an amazing victory against the Chicago Bulls. They were down by 19 at one point. Swing it around. There was a 26-point swing at... Heading into that fourth quarter. Lakers rally. They hold on to win. Kyle Kuzma has a great fourth. Very impressive win. And there's definitely somebody I want to call out on Twitter. Pardon me, let me look it up real quick. Not sure what team of not sure what team he represents, but he was trashing on the Lakers. And he says, It's Tyler Conway. You can look him up on Twitter. He's at J. Tyler Conway. Since I've had huge Lakers fans overreacting about their huge win over the Grizzlies and Hornets in my mentions for a week, allow me to give you, y'all, a hearty ha-ha-ha-ha-ha as well. Then he screenshots the Bulls up 63-49 with two minutes left in the second quarter. And of course, the Lakers stick it to him. Come back, they win. This guy's so salty. He posts a statement afterwards, digging that hole. He says, Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers fans on their takedown of the mighty Chicago Bulls. The comeback victory over this two and six juggernaut cements your team as a clear title favorite favorite and their six and one record is very real and not a product of a week's schedule. I'm so sorry. Well, excuse me, Tyler. Did the Lakers not just beat the Spurs and the Mavericks on the road? You want to talk about two good teams right there. The Mavericks aren't the same lottery team they've been the last few years. They got a legitimate superstar in Luka Doncic. That game went to OT. Kristaps Porzingis. And then, of course, the Spurs, coached by the best coach in the NBA, Greg Popovich. They beat them. They beat Aldridge, DeRozan, Gay, Murray, etc., so don't try telling me the Lakers have a weak schedule right now because this team is for real. I mean, LeBron James is on fire. Three consecutive triple double, triple doubles. This is LeBron James in his 17th season. And, I mean, at the moment, there's no signs of him slowing down. He's going to make the all-star team again, assuming he's healthy, of course. In seven games right now, 26 points a game, 8.3 rebounds. And, of course, he's leading the NBA in 11.1 assists. How about LeBron James? 48% from field goal. Needs to work on those threes. He's at 29%. Free throw is pretty respectable at 78. LeBron James. And then of course, you got Anthony Davis. Of course, he's on pace to make the All Star team. I mean, Anthony Davis, the best big man in the NBA at the moment. He's averaging twenty six point six points a game. And nearly eleven rebounds, three blocks, one steal shooting 88.7% from the free throw line. He's been making some threes. He's at a 25% clip. So those are your two stars, obviously. Obviously, there's a few guys we need to call out who just haven't been performing too great yet. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is the obvious one. I mean, my God, he's been pretty mediocre. He got to start the last game due to the Avery Bradley injury. He's averaging 23.7 minutes a game. And he's only putting up seven points a game. That's not going to get the job done. I mean, he's basically scoring one point every three minutes. 1.6 assists per game. Ugh. The three-point percent, he's under 30%. And he's got .7 steals. The defense, it's it's okay, I guess. Caldwell Pope, ugh. And then, of course, Troy Daniels, who's been getting some run. He's not making his shots either. Wasn't a big fan of this guy to begin with. Pretty low contract deal. making slightly above a million dollars. Only averaging five points a game. 15.3 minutes a game. The three-point percentage, though, it's pretty bad. 26.7. So, I mean, you look at the Lakers, and they're putting up a lot of points a game right now. Let me check that out real quick. The points per game is... 16th in the NBA. They're averaging 111. For whatever reason, I thought the Lakers would be higher up, but 111, it's still a pretty good figure. Just a lot of high-scoring teams in the NBA this year. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, their first 122 points a game. But let's keep this in mind. The Lakers have the best record in the NBA, and they're not even making their threes yet. I mean, their three-point percentage, they are 27th in the NBA. They're shooting 31.7 percent that's a number that's got to really improve right now the Miami Heat of all teams leading the NBA at 3rd uh, they're at 40.5 percent and speaking of the Heat that's going to be the Lakers next opponent Friday night Jimmy Butler Goran Drogage. Justice Winslow is in the concussion protocol so I think he's going to miss that game they got Kelly Olynyk. Bam, out of bio. That's a big man to keep your eye out on. The Heat did play tonight. They beat the Phoenix Suns 124-108. That drops Phoenix to 5-3 on the season, and the Heat improved to 6-2. I mean, in this last game, Jimmy Butler scored 34 points. Goran Dragic, 25 points. Tyler Harrow, a new guy emerging, 15 points. Derek Jones Jr. got hurt in this game. Duncan, Robinson Duncan played 28 minutes, only scored six points. So the Miami Heat, they're a very good team in the East. Don't know if it's a product of just a hot start or they're going to be a legitimate contender. We look ahead to the Lakers' schedule. And after this Friday night game against the Heat at 7.30 p.m., on Sunday they're going to take on the Toronto Raptors in Los Angeles, the defending champions. So obviously Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Marcus Saul, amongst others, are all big names. They're going to challenge the Lakers. It's not going to be an easy win, despite Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers. And then on Tuesday, they're going to face the Phoenix Suns, who I just mentioned are 5-3 and three on this season. Despite DeAndre Ayton getting suspended for performance-enhancing drugs, you could say, they've been winning games. They're beating good teams. Devin Booker, phenomenal season. I mean, you look at Devin Booker's stats right now. I don't want to compare him to Kobe, which seems to be... Obviously, he's not a Kobe-like player in terms of overall makeup and just the status of what we saw with Bryant. But Devin Booker is getting better at scoring the ball each season. Right now in seven games, he's averaging 26 points a game. He's shooting 50% behind the three-point line. So Devin Booker really emerging this season. We knew it was coming. He's a very talented guard. I believe he played at his ball at Kentucky. You could double check me on that. Last season, in 64 games, he scored 26.6 points a game, and he's right around that margin again this season. Divisional game, obviously. After that, the Lakers have a a back a second night in a row on the back to back. They're going to face the pretty crippled Golden State Warriors. I mean, We don't know if D'Angelo Russell will play that game. Obviously, we hope so. Very fun revenge narrative. And then finally, on that Friday, a week from today, tomorrow, depending when you're listening, November 15th, the Lakers take on the Sacramento Kings, who are coached by Fluke Walton. If you didn't believe that Luke Walton was the problem with the Lakers, well, you're wrong, because he is. You look at the Kings' record right now. They're not good. They're near the bottom in the standings. I like Harrison Barnes a lot. I like De'Aaron Fox. But they're really underachieving right now. They're 2-6 on a one-game losing streak. Just not working out. Right now, the worst team in the NBA, in the West, excuse me. New Orleans Pelicans, who, as you know, have Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Zion Williamson's out. So, obviously, that's hurting them a little bit. The Pelicans, the 15th seed, 1-6. Speaking of Brandon Ingram, former Laker, how about the start he's having to this season? You see a headline on Yahoo Sports saying Brandon Ingram finally making those Kevin Durant comparisons come true. Of course, once he leaves the Lakers, he finally takes his career seriously. He's averaging 26 points a game, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, A player efficiency ranked 13th in the entire NBA. So Brandon Ingram, the forward. Second overall pick from the Lakers in 2016. He's just having a very impressive season thus far. Very well could make the all-star team. There's a lot of scores in the NBA. Something that I'm not accustomed to. It seems like the ball is going through the net more than ever. The pace of play just really picking up. So that's pretty much it for the Lakers. You know, they're... They're playing great ball. Let's just see how it keeps going. Nothing much to complain about. I know some people want Dwight Howard to move into the starting lineup, but for me, I really like him coming off the bench. He provides a spark with the second unit. I had no doubts that Dwight Howard was going to be a great contributor with the Lakers when they signed him for that bargain deal. He's playing great defense. He's putting the ball through the hoop. A lot of putbacks. Just good good field goal efficiency right now. One of the leaders in the NBA. Dwight Howard, very strong case. If he keeps it up, he could be the sixth man of the year. I mean, Dwight Howard's going to play the fourth quarter regardless, so why try to fix something that's not broken? That's just my opinion. Of course, you got the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Clippers, they're off to a pretty good start despite no Paul George yet. Right now they are playing the Portland Trail Blazers. They're trailing by six at the end of the third quarter. The Clippers, they're five and three. So far, they've had two games where they've sat Kawhi Leonard due to load management, and I know I know they got to do it, but sitting him for two of the eight games thus far, now we're just getting a little over the top. You're trying to tell me Kawhi Leonard can't play back to backs this early on in the season? He had plenty of time off to recover. They screwed the league over. It was an ESPN game last night against the Bucks. Obviously, that's a great game. People want to see Kawhi against the Milwaukee Bucks. They are one of the favorites to make the finals. This could be a finals preview. For all we know, the bucks are six and two. Bucks won that game, one twenty-nine to one excuse me. So if Kawhi Leonard did play, not a guarantee, but obviously the Clippers had a better chance to win the game. Lou Williams really stepped up. Montrezl Harrell. And as a result, for kind of fibbing their injury, the NBA fi- fined the Clippers. Ah, sorry, the NBA fined the Clippers fifty thousand dollars over Doc Rivers' comments. I guess Doc Rivers lied on Kawhi lied about Kawhi Leonard's health, and they paid the price. Another fifty thousand dollars down the drain. Could be all worth it come June when the NBA Finals are here. We don't know yet. Obviously, the Lakers are going for it. Clippers are going for it. Denver, Houston, etc. Minnesota randomly up there near the top. Don't think that's going to last. But yeah, the NBA, it's really fun thus far. And I hope you all are enjoying it as well. We're going to shift gears. There's another team in Los Angeles. They got a game on Sunday. It's the Los Angeles Rams. Right now, the Rams are riding a two-game winning streak. They're coming off the bye week as well. They last beat the Cincinnati Bengals in London, 24-10. This Sunday, looks like they're in Pittsburgh, and it's a 125 game. They're going to play the Steelers, who are 4-4 right now. The Rams, they're 5-3. Aaron Donald is excited to return home to Pittsburgh. I mean, he played college ball there, after all. And then another good news is Clay Matthews, the linebacker, returned to practice in full. So hopefully we get him into that game. James Conner, doubtful. Big loss for the Steelers. He's their star running back who took over for Le'Veon Bell last season. If that's the case, 2017, they played the New York Giants. The Rams won that game. 51-17. Now we look at last season. The Rams played the Detroit Lions, and the Rams won that game, 30-16. If we're going to go off this trend with Sean McVay, I think the Rams are going to come out and dominate the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, obviously, there are a few question marks and weaknesses. We got to see how our offensive line holds up. I'm really concerned that Jared Goff is going to have to make a lot of throws under pressure. This Pittsburgh Steelers defense is no joke. They've been getting to guys all season long. We look at the DVOA ratings right now by Football Outsiders. And Week 9, the Pittsburgh Steelers were ranked. Right now, they're ranked 3rd in the NFL. The L.A. Rams, they're ranked sixth. And, I mean, I'm not scared of the Steelers' offense whatsoever. Juju Smith-Schuster, for whatever reason, has been a non-factor all season long. And their quarterback is not Ben Roethlisberger. He had Tommy John surgery. It's going to be Mason Rudolph again. And, I mean, you look at some of these articles, Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph gives us plenty of of cause for concern. Rudolph needs to help Rudolph start faster. Mason Rudolph was hungry for knowledge, and Rams quarterback's coach, Zach Robinson, nourished him. So I'm not scared of this guy whatsoever. Below average quarterback. Like I mentioned, Steelers defense, no joke. It's going to be a gritty game. We'll see what they do with Todd Gurley. Will he be a factor this week? Will it be Daryl Henderson? Is Cooper Cup going to have another 200-yard game? Brandon Cooks is ruled out with the concussion. So will we see more Josh Reynolds? Or is this going to be a Robert Woods week? It's going to be really interesting to see how Sean McVay preps for this game. But I'm very excited. Which reminds me, now I have to talk about what I saw on first take just yesterday morning. It was Wednesday morning when I saw this. wasn't Stephen A. Smith. It wasn't Max Kellerman. I don't know what the guest name is. I tried to find it. Seems like someone new in the industry. I'm just not sure. I may have heard his name was Dominic, but I'm not sure. But anyways, they were discussing the most disappointing teams in the NFL. Now, I think it was Stephen A who said the Browns. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, they're 2 6. Some people were betting the over of 10 wins for the Browns. I mean, they got Odo Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb. Defense was supposed to be good. A lot of high expectations for Baker Mayfield, but it's not working out. You could have talked about the New York Jets. They just lost to the Dolphins. They're one and seven. Sam Darnold's been a flop. Le'Veon Bell not living up to his contract. You could even talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. Their season is done. They lost to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, it was four and five when they were discussing this. But five losses for the Chargers, that's a lot of that's just a lot. Now they're four and six. They're done. But no. This guy decided to say the Los Angeles Rams are the most disappointing team in the NFL the most that is such a clown statement I don't even know where to start first of all the Rams they're 5-3 and three. we're not 3-5 and five. I predicted before the season started that the Rams were going to finish 11-5 and, and that's very well still possible we got two huge divisional games against the Niners and Seahawks if the Rams can win both of them they're right back in it they can make the playoffs as a wild card team we don't have to win the division this guy's clowning on our offense, saying this is a team that made the Super Bowl last season, and their offense has really regressed. He's calling out Todd Gurley. It's like, dude, don't you know Todd Gurley's knee? We're trying to load, do some load management on him. We want him healthy for the playoffs this season. Had we had him last year, we probably would have won the Super Bowl. But no, he's clowning on us. He calls out our defense. Yeah, there were some obvious weaknesses on the secondary, but we've addressed that. We got Jalen Ramsey now calling out the offense, like I said. The Rams are ranked eighth right now in scoring. 26.8 points a game. Eighth. We're not like Cleveland. At, who's at 25th at 19 points. We're not Chicago, who's 27th with Mitch Trubus- Mitch Trubisky, who's been... I don't even want to say the word all season, but yeah, the Rams most disappointing team, according to one of their guests on first take, you could try to, you could find the footage. I'm sure it's could be on demand. Who knows what a clown statement. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons, what do they have one or two wins? Got me really fired up was not what I was expecting to see when I woke up. That morning. I mean, we look ahead to the Rams' schedule. Let's let's assume they win this game. i It would be a shocker if they don't. They'll move to six and three. Then they host the Bears, who've been ass. Tough game against Baltimore. They could lose that one. They should beat the Cardinals. They gotta beat the Seahawks. They can. They're gonna beat the Cowboys. Then they got the Niners. And the Cardinals. So there's two, I see two losses there. The Rams, they're going to finish 11-5, like I predicted. They're going to make the playoffs, and that's when things heat up. That's pretty much all I got today on the incline. We talked Lakers, we talked a little Clippers, we talked the Rams, and we always talk Dodgers. The hot stove hasn't really heated up yet, but as I mentioned yesterday they got to bring in Mookie Betts. He's a franchise-changing player. I would love for them to trade for Corey Kluber. I think Corey Kluber is the perfect complementary piece to Walker Buehler. Then you got a rotation of Buehler, Kluber, Arias, Kershaw. And then you sort it out between May and Gonsolin. Thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Klein25. Make sure to follow Dodgers Lowdown at Dodgers Lowdown, and you can follow my two guests, David Rosenthal and Ian Nielsen at the real underscore the real D Rose and at Ian dot. I'm blowing this one, I'm sorry. At Ian, at Ian E Nielsen. That's it for today's show. You all have a great weekend. Kevin Klein out. your handling My God, what have we done to you We always tried to share the tenderest of